Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome in on a Monday morning, 609. It is May 2nd, twenty. 22, and it is time for another week of LNK Today with Jack and Friends. A full week, fully staffed, full week. Caleb and I got our uh, days off. Mark's always working, and uh, <laughs> we are we are ready to go. Loaded for bear for a five-day full week, fully staffed. Very excited about this. It's hard not to be. Uh, and hard not to be excited about the beautiful weather on tap for us today. 43 degrees, cloudy skies, rain all day, pretty much. Um, uh, tapering off a little bit as we get later and, and into windy. the day. Oh, and windy. That's and the windy. dream. That's the dream That's right the here. Dream. That is it. We've got it. This is welcome to Utopia, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I still think the seasons are just moving later and later. Yeah, I, I, again, I, I should. I don't have like a chart in my closet. I ought to do this. But I think uh, February outpaced cargo shorts wearing for both then both March and April this year. Yeah, probably. I think the cargo's got a lot, a lot more of a workout in 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 February than than those other months. But uh, yeah, we're, we're looking uh, get to next weekend here, and all of a sudden we got seventies and eighties. I know I've said this a million times, but we are. It's really looking good. Yeah. Really looking you want good. Put a guarantee on that. I don't know. I've been been a little squeamish this year. Yeah. Been a little squeamish this year, so I don't. Uh, no, I don't. I don't plan on doing that at least for the time being. Uh, all right, good show for you today. It's a Monday morning, and uh, joining us today will be Tim Aruza, Dirk Chatlin. Uh, of course, we are going to. I've got a bunch of sound. Uh, for you a little bit later uh, on the goings-on in, in Greenwood. They were able to avoid the weather this time after postponing on Friday, and so uh, we thought we would be coming back after several days had passed after the Trump rally for Charles W. Herbster, but instead it happens yesterday afternoon. The weather cooperated, and they uh, they got the whole thing done there without any weather issues. I I'll tell you what, guys. I sat aside. I sat aside starting at three o'clock, uh, several several hours to kind of just pay attention to what was happening there. Watch it. I knew we'd be we'd be talking about it. So I I turned the thing on at three o'clock. I heard all of the speakers. Um, Trump took the stage a little bit after five, and I had a uh, I had a birthday party at uh, for. Uh, for one of my cousin's kids at seven o'clock, just a little cake and ice cream thing. And I was like, oh yeah, that that's gonna be that'll be fine. I'll tell you what, at six fifty <laughs> at six fifty, an hour and fifty minutes into into Trump's speech, he was still going. I was like, Well, I guess I'm not gonna see the end. <laughs> so I will tell you what, I can tell you about everything that was said and happened at the I eighty speedway from three PM until six fifty. And I'm not sure how things got wrapped up or how quickly they wrapped up in those last uh I well think- it must have been fairly quick because according to the what i believe was president that uh, former president trump's plane was airborne at 751 oh okay all right so Seven, it, it didn't go very much longer 751 central okay yes. so yeah he was in i think it only probably went about 10 minutes or so after i tuned out so i don't know if i missed anything additional but uh, up until that point i've got you covered any questions 
anything i've i've got you fully fully cut you know maybe they maybe they've got some kind of a uh some kind of a chip in my tv that realized it was not watching the youtube what was it called? it was right um was right something broadcasting that was that was broadcasting on youtube i think it was on c-span also but apparently youtube tv doesn't have c-span which i learned yesterday for the first right side that's what it was right side broadcasting so i watched that you wouldn't expect it to be the left side of course no that would be no that uh, that would have been that would have been surprising and they had special deals on uh on my pillow on my pillow the entire every every time michael and Pup came up they showed a little picture in the corner and you had to code and save up to 66 percent on my pillow and but you know i'm a gonna be honest sleep number guy sleep number guy they make pillows too so sorry mike sorry mike i'm already taken maybe caleb or mark i've got sleep number pillows okay sorry mike i got pillows from the place that i got my mattress Okay. I would like to try Which is what I will say so that I'm not, you know, impeding right. on what you've got happening here. <laughs> you can do whatever you I'm want. not sponsored by it. Sponsor me so I can ruin this for Jack. <laughs> I was just trying to set that up for you. That's it. <laughs> Come on, you cowards. That's all. Or sleep number. I, whatever's out there. Uh, <laughs> I would like to try his slippers sometime. They look comfy. Those comfy. do look comfy. I'll be honest about that. And being able to wear them outside. I'm not. I'm not familiar with those. I'm, I'm not a big slippers guy. Don't wear a lot of slippers. I, I, I'm more of like a slide sandals guy, probably. I would say the, the cargos with the slippers. That'd be a look. That, that is a look. That's a look. That's a that. You know that screams uh, going to the uh, going to the donut shop because your kids are up early uh, at seven fifteen on a Saturday morning. <laughs> where there's a lot of people there. With that I mean, if you want a place in the city of Lincoln where. It, it is completely open and welcoming no matter how you're dressed or what you look like go to the donut shop between seven and eight on a saturday morning that's when you're going to find that's when you're going to find people at the realist i've always found that to be the case uh all right so yes uh trump did endorse herbster uh, uh confirmed his support for herbster uh herbster spoke yesterday um he gave a pretty a, a, a pretty impassioned uh, Herbster did pretty impassioned speech on focusing on policy. Um, didn't didn't make reference to the accusations that are floating around there. Uh, some of the other speakers did, including Trump. Uh, and then Trump did. He basically said, "Look, I, uh, uh, I I I came here because he's he's getting smeared, and I didn't have to. I could have said, no, I'm not going to go after it got canceled. I'm going to play golf, but I'm uh, I am going to go and." Talked about Herb. She goes, you know, said I've known him from the beginning, been a good guy, and um, so putting his support behind him. And there wasn't a lot. I mean, Trump did go for like we said two hours and I don't know five minutes of that was on Herb. Yeah. maybe ish. Yeah, yeah, uh, is yeah. that I don't know. Was is that what you would assume? He wasn't. Yeah, he it it wasn't, wasn't a lot. Whole long it was. Time. It was a. It was a lot more about. He may have actually spent more politics. time talking about Ben Sass than he did about her. That's true. He uh, took okay. So that was no. That was interesting to me. So took shots at took shots at Sass, which I think we all expected. Mm-hmm. Took shots at Bacon. Yeah. Which. Well, because he said vote I, for the other guy. There's like I don't even know who he is. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Bacon was a little critical of the January sixth response. So okay, so he was critical of Bacon, but you, did you know, did you hear who he wasn't 
critical or of or Ordinary. didn't mention. Ordinary. Well, okay, well, he, Fort- he mentioned he did. the, yes, the, the he did. trial. Yeah. yeah, he was he right. was not critical of Fortenberry. He's like, I don't know anything about it, but <laughs> but here's some thoughts on it. <laughs> it was just a little bit of money. Uh, <laughs> um, but it was, but did not ever, 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 ever that I saw, unless it happened in the last few minutes, talk about Pete Ricketts. Do you notice that? Nothing. Nothing. Or or Pillin for that matter. He really had had nothing to say about either of those. I thought that was a an interesting absence. That to me was one of the most interesting things about what was potentially going to be said, given that, you know, Ricketts is is sort of other Pillin is the name on the ballot, but it's kind of like Ricketts versus Herbster in a lot of ways right now. And, and Trump, typically when he comes to these things, he he goes after the people who are standing in opposition to the person that he's supporting. And in this case, in this case, he didn't, which is fascinating to me. <laughs> I don't know. Is it surprising to you, Mark? Um, No. No? You know why? Why bring up a name if you don't have to? You know, get, don't give him any. Uh, Don air Bacon. At all. Don Bacon's wondering that too, right <laughs> yeah, now. <yeah. laughs> He's like, "Hey, whoa, well, catching it, strays out here." That's that's true, but you know, I don't know. Who who knows what drives that oh. long, rambling monologue? Um, uh, yeah, uh, it it. It, that was just fascinating to me. So, uh, anyway, it looked like they had a good turnout. Yeah, and, yeah they had a, uh, a couple thousand there. You also had uh, Herbster get a loud applause for talking about the fake news media and. Uh, oh yeah, plenty, it, plenty of pointing up to the, plenty of pointing up to the journalists, which is and real cute for a campaign hitting below the Mendoza line at getting back to newsrooms. <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway, there's that. Oh uh, yeah, every every shot they did. What I was fascinated by was the uh, the sort of uh, occasional changing of outfits that the people behind the podium were somehow doing. <laughs> yeah, did you notice that? Yeah. There were a few of them that had costume changes or something in, in the middle. They would have it's, it's they would switch whole... from a Herbster thing to a uh, uh, I don't know something the an FJB hat right. or something. It's or... a whole production. That the, the the whole thing is a production all the way from. Um, so drive time Lincoln last Thursday had Herbster come in and he talked with yep. commander Reagan bossy and, with him. Yeah. Um, and they had like a camera crew set up for a little bit on some stuff that they were doing and obviously was intending to have everything go on Friday, but then on Sunday, it's a whole production. There is, there are people that travel around to wherever this next rally is going to be as it gets televised. They, it is a big thing that they really try to go and make the most out of. Mm-hmm. And that, so, so every little piece, whether it's somebody that's being interviewed off to the side on television, and you've got the my pillow deals, or people that are just in the background for the stage, they're going to try to find every way that they can to get every message out. Yeah, it was just layers. It, it was, and then the the signs, you know, the the <laughs> layers. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it was like a. Um, like a state basketball game, the student section, they just had like 40 shirts on. <laughs> yeah. After every speaker, they're Players. like, here's the next Second one. Second half. <laughs> is there like, a, is there like a, a cheering section email that goes out prior to I the, believe the, that the... we will win. I believe that we will win. <laughs> 
Oh. All of a sudden, they start jumping up and down. Da, 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 da. Well, one of the most interesting policy, I thought, honestly, I thought Herbster's speech was the most fascinating the entire night because, I mean, he, he really, and, and maybe I haven't seen that many stump speeches of his, but I've heard him talk plenty. But when, when he was, it he was, was also the most specific for it us. was, yeah, it was, it was very, I mean, specific, but this whole thing, you know, he basically said if they had, People smuggling drugs drugs into into the state. He'd come down there in his white pickup along with the state patrol, and and they wouldn't they wouldn't they'd be shocked to see what it. And he'd turn them around and send them back on a bus. And he said, "Tip the bus driver, uh, or maybe send them to Washington D.C." So, t- just heads up, Mark. He's looking at tipping <laughs> bus drivers. I got a tip Saturday. Just, just, oh, good dude, good dude. Yep. You must have must have drove well. I did. It was the Berkshire Hathaway shuttle. Oh well, that's a that's one that you want to compete to get at the old bus driving draft or however they do that. Don't ask me how much <laughs> the tip was. Wait, was it was it was a warrant? It was no. It was, oh. it was one of the shareholders. Oh, he gave me a dollar. <laughs> Do you accept do you accept Bitcoin tips? Just sure. Okay, just wondering. All right. Exactly how that works. Uh, no, and then the, the, one dollar. Then the other thing that her and he also said, I'm going to ask if anybody who wants to come in to the state, I, I guess illegally, um, he said they he wanted to be sure he wanted to know who are you, why are you here, and he wanted to uh, be sure that they were here to. To honor God, honor God, honor the flag, honor the flag, and, and learn, learn to speak English. Learn, learn English, and then I, and so I didn't know. Does that mean that? Does that mean that that kind if that illegal immigration is okay in Nebraska? If you if those three things are boxes are checked, essentially, no. He, he he's further said that he does not support. He supports immigration, but not illegal immigration. Okay. So that is for legal immigration, the three prong test. I, I, Probably, I, I was just okay. It, I thought that was um, that was interesting too. So I thought it was interesting that Jack Brewer introduced Herbster. Yeah, did you, uh, man? I, I, fiery I not, invocation from the former Minnesota I, Golden Gopher. I did not get a chance to watch any of it, so I'm I'm getting it all from the reports that Tom, and yeah, Carla he, filed from the. He had, he had a he did did a prayer before, and he would, and the uh, where he asked basically to cast out the evil of the accusations coming against Herbster, and he was up there preaching. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, former Minnesota Golden Gopher, and and just a reminder, Herbster sits for his deposition this coming Friday. Oh, is it happening? Uh, according to the Nebraska Examiner, it is. Okay. All right. Well, one week and one day, and this is all over. And we didn't even get to mention the highlight of the entire weekend for everybody. I went to Green Gateau for the first time with the family. Okay, we'll get your review a little bit later. It was a good time. Great. Did you run, did you run the marathon? I did not, but I saw some people ran really fast. And did you see our former morning guy was there? Which one? Yeah. R.I.P.? Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, Kellen ran it? Yeah. He hit yeah. The, did he hit the marathon or the half? I think he did the marathon. Yeah, probably the half. <laughs> 624. <laughs> it's Alan K. Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. <laughs>
I like the local news because it doesn't get into all these politics. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. All right, six thirty-eight. Alan K today with Jack and friends on KLIN. Uh, I, I'm in a I'm in a particularly good mood this morning, Caleb, because I'm uh, recording this week's episode of my podcast after the show today. Ooh, who do you got this week? I'm not going to I'm not going to spill the beans yet. Okay, oh, you got to follow. Just between you, us, girls. Um, come on. I'll, okay, I'll tell you what. It is a girl. Ooh. It's a lady. All right. And I will say this. So you're not just talking to dudes on the podcast. When I, it'll be the first lady on the podcast so far. There'll be more. It's going to be the first lady? Uh, not the, not the first. Oh. No, not Dr. Jill Biden. No, it was okay. not. Was she like, has not been returning my calls. It's like, where did you pull that She from? has not been returning my calls. <laughs> Uh, no, I'll, I'll, you can. Herbster gets Donald Trump, and you go get Doctor Joe. When I made when I made my my initial list of ten people I really wanted to get for the podcast, um, like the the A list, mm-hmm. um, A list mostly locally. Right. When I go for the podcast, this person made that top ten list, okay. and I was able to um, get her to uh, to agree to to do the podcast with me. So, so this will it, be episode five. This will be episode five. Uh, yeah, if you haven't listened yet, you can go to klion.com, our podcast page, or the Jack Mitchell podcast page, uh, or you can follow it on Facebook. Just search uh, the Jack Mitchell podcast. It's about an hour long, just sit down conversations. It's just longer form interviews, and um, it's something I've really enjoyed doing. So our last one was with Sean Callahan. Mm. Um, of of uh, he's Husker got a lot online. of stories. He's got a lot. Basically, I like people who have good stories. And I did the El Kent Walgamot the week before. He <laughs> yeah. had great stories. Um, so How far outside the top ten am I? Uh, I mean, see that. I guess the thing, Caleb, is the extreme access that I have to you right now really hurts you. Okay, I will start restricting my <laughs> the, access. The extreme, just time spent, familiarity constant interaction it's not about you i mean personality wise you're way up there you're right i don't think we would have a good hour sit down playing Fortnite and talk personality wise you're (laughs) way up there celebrity wise you're way up there it's just the access that kills you okay i'm too accessible no 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 offense (laughs) but we get to june july things get slow you know i'm gonna have to never say never well when we get to july and i'm gone like two weeks Come back, hey! Podcast time. Yeah, that could be. <laughs> now that you're now that you're married, I'm gonna want to hear hear the new you. 
Uh, all right, should we do some sound off? I'll, I'll do the Trump audio at, at seven ten here because that's kind of its own its own thing, um, and and we'll talk about what we've got in store here the next eight days before election day. But let's get kind of a broader look at things right now with our sound off. Uh, all right, what you, oh boy, you know what June's going to be. You know what June is going to be in the political world? Prime time January sixth hearings. Oh, oh they're right. gonna they're gonna get them on they're gonna get them on TV. They're gonna put them at you know at six seven p.m. for the uh, for the whole country to watch. This is uh, this sounds like it's gonna be a thing. Republican Congressman Adam Kinzinger of Illinois says anyone who is asked to testify should do so, whether it's by subpoena or not. On CBS Face the Nation, he says he particularly would like to hear from former Vice President Mike Pence. I hope he would do so voluntarily. Uh, these are decisions I think that we're going to end up making from a tactical perspective in the next you know, week or two. The committee last week set eight hearings to be held next month, with the first set for June 9th. Grinnell Scott, Fox News. Uh, um, there you go. If you're... Uh... I don't know if I'd call it must see TV, but yeah, that's going to be, uh, that's going to be something that's happening in June. Now, there was actually a, a ruling that people are just getting word of this morning. These judges putting out rulings in the middle of the night on Sunday night into Monday, but, uh, this happened. Federal judge late Sunday night, uh, supported the January 6th select committee to obtain internal Republican National Committee data about efforts to fundraise off claims that the 2020 election was stolen. So um, it was a, a big, it was a big ruling that he basically uh, upheld the committee subpoena for those RNC records. The RNC was suing to get an injunction against them. The RNC lost. And this was, uh, this is a, a Trump, uh, a Trump appointee who did this. Um, but he in- issued an injunction to allow the RNC to appeal the ruling by May 5. So, uh looks like that will continue as well and that's uh for better or for worse that is going to be a, a big story mm-hmm. for for some as we get into the next several weeks of the political landscape. Uh Supreme Court speaking of the political landscape, uh, we're we're about to get a, a flood of Supreme Court decisions over the coming weeks that will be pretty impactful on some of the most hotly debated issues that are out there right now. Before the Supreme Court stands for recess in about two months, justices will release opinions on several hot-button issues like abortion, gun rights, immigration, and school prayer. Generally, opinions are delivered up until late June or early July. Justices heard arguments back in December to a challenge the Mississippi's law banning abortions after 15 weeks earlier in a pregnancy than allowed under the Roe v. Wade standard. Just last week, the court considered cases about the federal government's remain in Mexico policy for asylum seekers and whether a public school can prohibit a coach's postgame prayer on the 50-yard line. On Capitol Hill, Jared Halpern, Fox News. All right. Uh, the, and by the way, just going back to the Trump rally, that was a big um, sort of the uh, the existence of prayer or the ability for um, for schools to have prayer. I mean, there was a lot of talk about Last night about how at the White House Correspondence Dinner uh, mm-hmm. that Jack Brewer was talking about this, about how there wasn't wasn't a, a prayer before the White House 
correspondence dinner. Right. And and the hosts on the network that I was watching were, were talking about that a lot, too. So this seems like it's becoming, I don't know, this seemed like it was a, a big issue when I was growing up. There was a lot right. of talk about this when I was growing up. And at least with, the, with respect to this gubernatorial campaign, it's it's kind of become a thing once again. Yeah, and it's just... It, it's so weird to hear it be such a big thing because growing up in a small town and you see it every fall, what happens after, especially the eight man football games, both teams are just together at midfield and there's a prayer and usually there's an assistant coach. Someone comes out and, and leads that. You'll see it after the championship games. Oh, teams, yeah. teams get together. Um, you'll see it in, in some 11 man games too. It's just not, not as common as some of the smaller towns. But I even remember before my uh, before every single varsity basketball game I played in high school, we prayed in the locker room at a, as a public school. My dad was a varsity coach, but he would say, "All right, you guys do what you got to do for the next five minutes. I'm not in here." Oh, and and so he would remove himself so that there wasn't the hey, there's a, a public school teacher is telling them they have to pray and they have to be here. Interesting. Um, but it was he knew what we were doing, and that was just that was the thing we did. We all got together. You did your pregame stuff. We prayed as a team at a public school, and it was no big deal to anybody. Hmm. Interesting. Um, all right, let's. Uh, let, this. Uh, I wonder if you'll find you. You might particularly find this one uh, fascinating, Caleb. Uh, some towns in the United States are um, having the way that they're designated urban versus rural, which has got implications for other things. But right. they're having that changed and it's causing some concern in some small towns around the country. Many urban areas are about to become rural areas, not because people are leaving, but thanks to a new definition from the U.S. Census Bureau. Using the new criteria, about 1,300 small cities, towns, and villages will be reclassified as rural instead of urban. Community leaders are concerned about the negative impact on access to health care and hospitals, already a major concern for many rural areas. Other federal funding for transportation and education also could be lost with a rural classification. Under the old criteria, about 2,500 people would qualify an area as urban and eligible for related benefits. With the new rule, an area would need twice that, or 5,000 people, to qualify as urban. Ann Carrick, Fox News. Yeah, interesting. So, so it's about federal funding. Urban and right. rural areas qualify for different types of, of federal funding. And, and as you heard there, that brings up some concern, especially health clinics in yeah. in these areas transportation education funding that goes along with that on the and, other side of that those areas i'd be interested to see what the usda says about them because as someone who's looking for a home you look through all of your loan options right and one of them is the usda their their rural loan yep. if a place is now designated rural as opposed to urban does it fall under an area that you could use that loan for a home building home or an addition what whatever you'd be looking at yeah so, so there it could be another side to it yeah. so yeah the other side there, there'd be a slight positive for someone who's looking to do that but yeah losing a lot of services that's obviously not great so the background on this is the census bureau switching to housing units instead of people mm -hmm. as the basis to calculate what should be an urban area they, they're basically doing it because they think it'll be easier to update from you know, every single decade that they do this. Uh, they also say it's because it needed a new privacy method, um, it, it introduced errors into 2020 census population numbers as small geographies to protect people's identities. And so 
housing counts could stay still stay accurate there. But what it was was you had to have at least 2,500 people to be urban under the old criteria. That was the number for a century, more than a century. Okay. Now you need 2,000 housing units instead of 2,500 people. So, you know, what's that? Two people a house on average, uh, maybe. That would be uh, a housing unit. That'd be about 5,000 people. Mm-hmm. But they're going to release the list later this year, but about a third of the those areas that were deemed urban under the old criteria will be deemed rural right okay. now. Okay. Wow. So, interesting. So tell your friends. Probably. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> oh no, I live in Lincoln now. So. Okay, that's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> really? I, th- I always thought you were commuting every day. I might. It's a, I mean, I'm a big Denton guy. <laughs> I, I thought you commuted from. From Loop City. Oh. Well. Uh, okay, this is, this is, uh, uh, the, hesitate to bring this up a little bit, but, uh, the Jean Benet Ramsey case in the, uh, if you were paying attention to the news in the late 90s, this was like everywhere. It was a six year old beauty pageant contestant mm-hmm. who was, um, who was murdered, and it was this like forever unsolved case, and it, it's been that for for years. Of course, it's kind of faded away the discussion as it has until apparently just in the last few days, because Jean Benet's father is now going out on on the circuit and basically saying, "Hey, we need to reopen this investigation now that we have DNA technology that we didn't have in the 90s." The murder of John Benet Ramsey has gone unsolved for 25 years. Her father, John Ramsey, is asking Colorado Governor Jared Polis to allow an independent agency to conduct DNA testing of items recovered from the crime scene. He made his announcement at the CrimeCon 2022 convention in Las Vegas Saturday. JonBenet Ramsey was reported missing to police when she was just six years old. The family discovered a ransom note demanding money for her release. Her body was later found in the basement of the home. The cause of death listed as blunt force trauma to the head and strangulation. Ugh. Sue Guzman, Fox News. All right, so we'll see if uh, see how the governor of Colorado reacts to that request from John Ramsey. Uh, sad news from the from the country music world yesterday. Uh, Naomi Judd passes away oh i missed uh, that yeah naomi judd passed away yesterday naomi's daughters winona and actress ashley judd confirming their mother's death saying quote today we sisters experienced a tragedy we lost our beautiful mother to the disease of mental illness we are shattered we're navigating profound grief and know that as we loved her she was loved by her public we are in unknown territory her official cause of death has not yet been released this morning, but throughout the years, Naomi had been open about her struggles with depression. In her memoir, River of Time, she described her depression as something that came out of nowhere and said it was like a deep, dark hole. The news of Judd's death comes just one day before the duo was to be inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame. All right. Um, so, yeah, very, very sad story there. And... Um, interview right before she died talking about her her struggle with mental health and um had some some there were some family issues with with grandkids and 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 drugs and had had talked about that pretty significantly and so we don't i mean i'm not going to speculate any further than that right you can um you can kind of kind of see what's going on there with that but a very sad story there as well. All right. Last but very not least, uh, let's take a look at the uh, movie theaters. We're in the still in kind of the pre-memorial day meh 
part of uh, movies before we get going for the summer movie season. But nonetheless, what's winning at the box office? The DreamWorks animated heist movie was number one in North American theaters for the second straight weekend. You ever wonder what it'd be like if the world wasn't scared of us? Never gonna happen. Guys, we're gonna go good. Did you get hit on the head? The bad guys raking in more than $16 million in ticket sales. Another animated film, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, held strong with $11.4 million in sales. Good enough for second place. Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore, coming in third. Selling $8.3 million worth of tickets this weekend. Kathleen Maloney, Fox News. All right, so there you go. Uh, yeah, getting closer and closer to that that summer movie. Like... Uh, assuming continue assuming things sort of stay where they are with covid and this will be this will feel like the first real summer movie season to some degree in since since 2019 i know to some degree they had it but you know like and and top gun seems to be the big one of Mm -hmm. some of the other people that was originally supposed to happen but that movie's been sitting there somewhere for two years Right, <laughs> it's just uh, uh, more than that. The the amount of edits they've gone through. Yeah, I know. You can't, if it's sitting there, do you keep watching? Like maybe we can just keep uh, keep tweaking this thing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, so big summer movie, and I'm sure we got like a million Marvel or X Men or whatever you guys watch. Caleb, is there anyone a big one of those coming out this year? We yeah, you've got Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. You've you've got okay, a number that, of things. Okay, that's enough. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay, calm down. <laughs> You can get control of yourself. It's embarrassing. All right, 654. It's Alan K. Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Me Foster. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome back. Alan K. Today with Jack and Friends. Glad to have you back with us. Hey, who wants to be a stillionaire? That is our new contest of KLIN.com, partnering with our friends at the Still Fine Wines and Spirits. By the way, named Lincoln's Best Wine Selection again in 2022. And if you go to KLIN.com, you can get a chance to win $5,000. What we're calling uh, being a uh, a stillionaire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. So, uh, also, KLIN listeners receive 20% off all Duckhorn Decoy wines. If you tell the, uh, the still staff to give you the KLIN deal, they're going to give you a 20% off deal on the Duckhorn Decoy wine. So, check those out as well. Uh, very good. Hey, uh, uh, and j- they'll be open here in just a few minutes. <laughs> they open at 7? Open at seven. Dang! All yeah. right, ready, ready, ready to go with uh, that whole thing. Uh, all right, uh, and and uh, by the way, just a heads up too. It's Mother's Day week. It's it's Mother's Day week, and so I think uh, I know. I'm just gonna get it out here right now. I know we did a, a genre specific request line Friday last week, but on request line Friday this week. We are doing the songs that make you think of mom. All right. So song, well, how, however you define that, we like to leave it fairly open-ended. But if it's a specific song you reminds you uh, of her that you associate with mom uh, or a mom in your life, mm-hmm. um, maybe maybe it's not whether it's your mom or, or a, a spouse that's a mom or a grandmother or any of those. So we're going to do uh, songs that remind you of mom. So that is coming up on Friday. And, and real quick, I know you're going to get into this in sports, but... I did just pull up the uh, Big Ten baseball standings. I was curious after your yeah. sportscast. Nebraska still, I mean, they're 
they're, they're ninth. Eight. They're ninth, but they're only a, uh, man winning that series have been good. But there's they're a half game out right now. Yes. behind Penn State for the eighth spot. Yeah, Nebraska's not in a. And this is what I wrote about after the game: is they're still in the race. Like they they did baseball. Yes. Yeah, no, nothing happened for Nebraska to necessarily lose ground over the weekend. They they just kind of stayed right there. I just wish just get them to Omaha and let's see what happens. Yes, it, I mean that. Ugh, we talked about that on Husker Hour. Yeah, just get into the eighth spot or the seventh spot, and you have the home crowd, and things can get weird. The yeah. the goal right now just get to Omaha. But you have six games against teams that are lower than you in the standings before the season's over with Michigan mm-hmm. State and Minnesota, and then Illinois as well, right? Yep, that's the other series, uh, and they're in third place right now. It's seven o'clock, KLI and Lincoln. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business, like that. Let's put it online and see what happens. Stage and the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout. Stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is K Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome back. It is 712 K Today with Jack and Friends. Glad to have you back with us on this Monday morning. And, Did you watch uh, any of the draft? I watched a lot of the draft. A lot of the draft? First, I watched the entire first day some of the uh some of the second day as well and was just kind of watching the picks come in on on the uh on the third day mm-hmm. but what well, really uh, the favorite thing though was that video of uh zach taylor calling cam taylor brit yes. and then one of his one of his guys on his staff was like well you got your husker oh <laughs> and, hey nebraska guy like, huh it makes you think zach taylor at some point said we're getting a husker in this whole thing right he, he was saying <laughs> hey if one of these guys is available yep. at our pick, yep. we're getting him. And for two Huskers to go within nine picks, obviously Saturday had the potential to have two or three guys. You wait around all day, and then it ends up being uh, Samori Toure to the Packers. I really thought JoJo was going to go. Yeah, that, that that was to me the uh, the biggest question from the draft, but. Then as an undrafted free agent, you get to try to find your situation. He picks the Colts. Yeah, at some point it becomes better to be an undrafted free agent mm-hmm. than be go at the very end. Right. Just in terms of finding a a, a, situation. a, a situation where you might have a shot. So, yeah, as uh, Caleb will give you the full rundown of the undrafted free agents that did sign. Had a handful of those after the fact. But, yeah, it was... Uh, that was fun. I don't Those people who just stand there in that crowd in Las Vegas and watch it for hours... That does not look fun. Well, did you see? They were doing like concerts and performances. They had Chris Angel. They had yeah. Ice Cube did a yeah. performance. Yeah. The, but everyone just looks like they're sweating yes. constantly. Just, and there's like no, <laughs> nobody's like even holding a drink or snacks for the most part. You're just like, stand, I don't know where they go to go to the bathroom. And anyway, but that's coming to Kansas City next year. 
So okay. maybe some uh, maybe some locals will go and, and see it. Hey, real quick, uh, just a housekeeping note. So, uh, by the way, I want to thank everybody who's a part of the LNK Today with Jack and Friends texter community. It's been, it's been honestly the uh, best thing to happen, the, the, the text situation in terms of our interaction and getting to know our listeners better. And we've gotten to know tons of you by that. And much of the community has gotten to know a lot of you, too, uh, with, our, with your nicknames and, and just kind of the regular contributions. I love the instant reaction. I love it. So, good. I mean, no bad news here. We're, but we're going to a new text system that doesn't really change anything for you. You still text in the Rickstein Recognition text line, 402-479-1400. I do just want to mention, when the first time you text into the new system, uh, it is going to give you an automatic message that says, thanks for messaging KLN on the Rickstein Recognition text line. What's your name? If we've got it, if we've got your name or not, we do have all of our names. We transfer them over, so yes. we do have them. But uh, so, if you're somebody who's given us your name before, you can give it again if you want or if you don't want to. It doesn't. It it doesn't actually matter. But that's just the other thing. And then the other thing is, you'll be able to if you when we text you back, it'll come from us individually as opposed to um, as opposed to the just the KLIN account in general. So mm-hmm. it'll say Jack or Caleb or Mark or or the commander or or whoever texts you right. back on that thing as well. So just a heads up, frequent slight, textures. You guys transition time. The textures are the lifeblood of the show though. I mean it, it they are great. Um I love it. Keep texting. Do it more. Uh we try and get back to you as much as we can. I get there's a few of you who are just Every uh, every week, there's a text. Somebody post text something hilarious, and I'm just like text of the week, yes. text of the week. It, uh, great stuff. So uh, anyway, would- I just don't want to be annoying or think something is wrong. You can, and I guess the other thing is, if you're somebody who has not been bestowed a nickname yet by us or yourself, mm-hmm. now's your chance. Here's your chance to to do that. If you want to separate, if you're just one of the many, you know. David's or something that that because there's a few we got like there's a bunch of Steve's and Stevens Chris's we got yes we have a bunch of people with the same name so if you want to set yourself apart with a little nickname that you're known as colloquially on the show you are you are welcome to do that as well so I see the bunch from our by the way what was text of the week last week was that uh um when someone said Straw at an outhouse by by a yes. Florida Georgia line. Sure, yes, I can't remember. I'd, I'd love to give credit to that was done. Yeah, Ben's got a lot of them that are pretty fantastic. Uh, Jeremy, Jeremy, who you have listened his nickname is Muggle Jeremy. I've never quite adopted that. I don't think he has either. It's because we need you a, don't understand it. I don't okay. get your. I don't think he gets it either. I mean, I think he gets it. I just don't think he likes it. So I want everybody to embrace their name. Yes. Um, so anyway, that's it. That's it. Okay. Just wanted to give you that. Uh, I got I got audio from the Trump rally. You want to hear? You want to hear what Tr- Trump didn't say a lot about Herbster. Didn't say a ton about Herbster, but I do have some of the sound uh, 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 when he talked about Herbster and especially why he still came back after the <laughs> first one was canceled because of the the uh, weather situation. Here's what he had to say. He's been badly maligned, and it's a shame. That's why I came out here. It would have been easier for him to say, I'm not going to come. I come out. I defend people when I know they're good. He's a good man. Yep. So Trump then uh, 
basically bestowed upon what we we knew he was, but uh, officially endorsing and uh, asking people to vote for Herbster. We're going to elect Charles W. Herbster, a good man, a very good man. He's going to be elected as your governor. All right. Um, and then you know, just a couple other things I thought were, were kind of uh, interesting on uh, on this thing. Talked about the... Uh, the border. I don't even know if you know this. We completely finished our original plan of border wall. We then added much more and almost got that finished, too. Despite two and a half years of litigation that we had to go through, we built much more than we even thought. All right. Uh, on the pandemic. Importantly, I let Republican governors run their states the way they should be run without interference from the federal government. But with a lot of help from the federal government in getting ventilators and therapeutics and supplies of all shapes, sizes, and kinds to them. And then lastly, talking about the, uh, I guess you call it the Republican establishment in Washington. Guys like Mitch McConnell and Rhino Friends would rather see a Democrat like Biden be president than a Republican like me. I'm a little bit different kind of a Republican. We want to get things done. And locally, in terms of, like I said, there wasn't a ton of time spent on Herbster, um, but he did he did talk about some other Nebraska political figures. Actually, a little bit more, it felt like even maybe a little more extensively than than Herbster. Among those, Ben Sass took shots at Ben Sass, uh, took some shots at Don Bacon, which I was a l- maybe I should have been expecting that, but he carved out a little time to go after Bacon. Um, I don't think Bacon was on our list of people that we thought no, Trump we, was going to take shots at. No, it was that. Then, but we also thought he was going to take maybe a shot at Ricketts. But n- nothing, nothing. Ricketts and and Pillen's name, unless I missed it, they were not mentioned mm-hmm. by Donald Trump. I right, don't believe. Right. And that to me was going to be the most the most fascinating, interesting thing was, and. You remember the story that was out there months ago where Ricketts basically went to Trump's people and asked him uh not to endorse anybody in the in the primary, not to actually not to actually do that. I wonder how much communication there is still between the Ricketts camp and the Trump camp, despite the fact that you've got Trump endorsing Herbster who Ricketts is, I mean, he has put all his eggs in the anti-Herbster basket. Mm-hmm. He's put all his eggs into the anti-Herbster basket now to the point that if Herbster were to win the the primary, there's the I don't see any way that, that Ricketts would, would be able to throw his support behind Herbster in a general, which, again, gets to what we've talked about several times, and that's a potential third-party candidate. If that if that happens, but there's a lot to happen between now and then, you know, it'll be interesting the next few weeks. I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest, if you've got more um, of the accusers that the Nebraska exam, Nebraska examiner talked to Mm -hmm. deciding to come out publicly. I'd be surprised if there aren't a few more of those. I don't know if there's. You know, this is kind of a crass way to talk about it, but I don't know if there's sort of diminishing returns politically. If the if that continues to happen, but I wouldn't be surprised, you know, now that they had that legal fund set mm-hmm. up and then right. another uh, of the victims came out and put her name to the story as well. So you've got that. Uh, is there a deposition really going to happen with Charles Herbster in this civil countersuit with Julie Slama? So that's a question. And, you right. know, where does kind of the advertising blitz happen? Oh, right. Over, over the last, course uh, of eight days 
of I mean because you've had and, and we're very familiar with what they're doing on radio. Mm-hmm. Um, you've had at, at times both Lindstrom and Herbster pull back uh, quite a bit on on advertising or, or kind of changing where it's going here from our perspective that that we've seen with this whole thing. So we'll see what the next step there is. But yes, eight more days. Eight more days. We're not going to know what to do, Caleb. Do you know? Do you realize all of the extra content we are going to have to prepare for this morning show, starting a week from Wednesday? I mean, you're just de- wiping out. You're wiping out. Depends on how it. next Tuesday goes. Depends on who wins. Depends on how close it is. Are we going to get automatic recounts? We're going to get suing for recounts. Which campaign commercial will you miss the most? It's hard to say goodbye. It's almost over. (laughs) 722 on KLIN. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. All right, let's get it started and count them down. Without any further ado, get going with number five. Former President Donald Trump and about 3,000 of his fans and other fans, including fans of Charles W. Herbster, Brought the 2020 Focus Roadshow to Nebraska yesterday, defending GOP gubernatorial candidate Charles Herbster from groping allegations. Of course, uh, the pres- former president supporting Herbster in Nebraska's Republican governor's race. Herbster is the Conklin Company's CEO. He's in a tight three-way race with Brett Lindstrom and Jim Pillen. Uh, Trump called Ben Sass a gnat and uh, also encouraged people to vote for the other candidate rather than Don Bacon. So, yeah, that's it in a nutshell. Yep, um, and and Trump didn't directly go after uh, Ricketts or Pillen or Lindstrom for right. for that matter, uh, but saved that and did refer to Jeff Fortenberry at, at uh, uh, one point and said some of the things that he said previously that it was a small amount of money and that people essentially implying people get away for. Um, for much worse than this. Uh, now we get into the home stretch of this thing, Mark. You, you've got eight days now until Election Day, a week from Tuesday. That will be on the 10th. You know, we think we think we have some idea that this is a tight race, but I don't know what to trust in terms of when polling results are released and, and not released. And so, you know, I have it's hard to have any any idea right now what actually is going to happen i it it doesn't seem like there there's not an outcome in the in the primary that would be shocking at this point really N- not really you're, uh, you're, you're any of right. the three outcomes i can't I, there's none of those where i would just sit back on on tuesday night at 11 o'clock and say wow i did not 
I did not see that happening. Part of it, outside of a, just a landslide by one of the three. Right. And part of it is going to be, uh, are there any more uh, women that come forward yet this week and put their name to the allegations against Herbster? I, uh, I, the second one came forward over the weekend, I think it was. Right. Um, but that, and the other part that we really don't know, uh, statewide anyway, is how much early voting has already been uh, taken place. Yeah. So this is not an issue for those uh, voters. Yeah. On on uh, on some of that, that'll be true. And then you know, what kind of a bump, uh, what kind of a Trump bump do you get here for Herbster being the uh, you know with a little, I guess some might dispute this, but a little positive press here oh, yeah. coming out out Absolutely. after after this whole uh, this whole rally as well. Uh, the the only other thing the other thing that we haven't talked about yet that I thought was kind of interesting when Trump was talking about SAS did you hear him say that um, you know he's basically saying he regretted his endorsement of SAS and he didn't say the official but he said someone from the I assume he was referring to the Nebraska State Republican Party he said that had talked to him and said well I didn't know we didn't know that you didn't really like him we wish you had told us we would have had someone else run. Hmm. I didn't, I didn't catch that. Me, so. mean, right. Meanwhile, again, he did have an opponent who was close to Trump uh, or yeah. believed he was going to be close to Trump uh, who didn't get the endorsement. Um, yeah. So the interesting backstories there with, with that entire. Well, and, and I'm not sure you get, I'm not sure the backstories are the complete story. Let me put it right. that way. I don't think anybody's telling any yeah. lies, but I don't think we're getting the whole story either. Yeah. But anyway, that's yeah. that's that's gone. That's previous. That's a previous election. Um, you know, uh, I watched the whole thing. State Senator Erdman was up there at the uh, at the beginning, and he was uh, one of the one of the local speakers there. Uh, Herbster Herbster had his uh, you know his, his kind of stump speech there, and you know you can. You you can see why he's got I think some appeal to to voters. I mean I thought it was uh, I mean not not agreeing or disagreeing with policy positions or not, but you know he's a he's a pretty good communicator when it comes to these things, and he's on brand for who the type of candidate that he is he is trying to be and who he is trying to appeal to. Um, I think that probably was the. The high moment for the the campaign yesterday. Well, yeah, but I mean, I, you know, again, tr- I know, I know that they probably didn't expect this, but Trump didn't go on and on about Herbster. I mean, it was a pretty minute part of his speech. Like he spent more time on PowerPoint slides showing polling for twenty twenty four. I don't know if anybody saw that. He put up, he kept putting these slides up with polling and all of the possible candidates, and then he would just kind of go through and read who they were and say if he liked them or not and, and that whole well, that, thing you know that that goes to the to the trump t- style of uh rally i mean right this was a trump rally that herbster was invited that's to. it's a good point so it, it, it's a good point but he he did come out pretty strong and and said that charles is a good guy and yeah and the, i mean he affirmed the, accusations, he affirmed the endorsement yeah the, the accusations were false yeah and uh so i mean that's about as strong as you can get i guess uh yeah exactly all right, moving on. Number four. Well, this morning I talked with uh, LPD duty sergeant uh, Andrew Osasek, asked him how the 
marathon had gone off with uh, at least from LPD's standpoint, and he said not a single problem. Really great. Yeah. So it's yeah. a well. It is a well-run race, and I understand Mason Frank was the first uh, gentleman over the uh, finish line. For the for the full marathon, he was from Denver, right? And then, yep, out of uh, Denver, he ran the fastest. He went two hours and 19, 19 minutes and twenty nine seconds. That's the fastest time anyone's run in the Lincoln Marathon since eighty five. I did run. Uh, I don't know if it's on there. I did run two hours ten minutes. It was the half, but I did beat his time. Two thousand twelve. Oh, pretty good time for me. Not to brag. Actually, it is right. Man, that's that's a competitive get, race. Yeah. No, it was. I, I drove. We were driving out to the baseball game yesterday, and so we saw some of the final, you know, the final people chugging along. And and God bless them, just looked in in pain. Now, I'm glad for the runners that the weather, the wind was a little bit of an issue, but other than that, it some of the times it'll get it gets so hot by midday that that was uh, an issue. I don't think that was a huge issue yesterday. I guess the runners would have to tell me, but no precipitation as well. And shout out especially. To those members, um, I, I believe they were with the National Guard, um, but that were doing that relay. Oh, the rucksack. The, uh, the rucksack relay. Yeah. So they 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 basically had um, a, a they didn't run the whole thing themselves, but they would pass it off to other guard members, and they were in full uniform, uh, including boots. Yeah, they and were, they, they were, had a, they were carrying flags. You probably saw them if you were around the course yesterday. And they were wearing these these rucksacks. I have no idea how much that they weighed, but that was impressive. That I can't imagine running in those those boots that they were. I don't know what kind of socks they were wearing, but shout out to the people who who did that. That looked exhausting. So yeah, very I impressive. Think I, and everybody who I think I read where they did about three miles each. Is that. that what it was? Still, uh, it looked it. It looked tough, but uh, as as somebody who's done, again, not to brag, who's who's done the half marathon, I know what this morning is like waking up. It's the joy of it being done, the joy of accomplishment, the soreness, the not walking very well for, for a little bit of while and saying, glad I did that. I don't know if I'm going to ever do that again. <laughs> well, and on, on the women's side, you had uh, Emma Houston from Des Moines broke the the course record for the women she went two hours 38 minutes and 17 seconds that's more than six minutes faster than the previous fast it was a fast track yesterday you could say well when when you didn't have the wind really pick up in the last last portion of the race that wind was a little bit in your face as well yeah that's true you were running right into it down normal Mm -hmm. that whole way cool weather had to be a a help definitely helps yes no doubt no doubt Number three. Nebraska football roster saw some changes over the weekend. Transfer exits, including former Navy SEAL Damian Jackson. But uh, an addition of a coveted edge rusher from TCU, Sean Mathis. Yeah, um, that, that's going to be a big deal. You still have the depth issues on the defensive line in your front seven, but Mathis is going to help the top end because he is an elite pass rusher. When's the last time Nebraska could say they really had that? Randy Gregory? Yeah. It's been a hot minute. Um, and what you get when you have that, think back to when you had Randy Gregory or back when you had Indomitian Sue and Jared Crick. Everyone else looks really good because the offense has to focus on that person rushing the passer. So when Mathis gets here, he's going to make Garrett Nelson look really good. Going to make the rest of those linebackers look really good. Ty Robinson. Yeah. So there's going to be some guys that 
are going to have their stats go up, their draft stock probably go up if that's somewhere down the future. And Mathis is going to be a, 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 at least by the end of the second day next year, he'll be off the board. Okay, so huge get. Expect him starting. Is yes. What you're saying. Yes. All right. Nice to get some good news. <laughs> Very nice. Oops. Number two, Zillow and Redfin out with some new data. Reveals the most expensive suburbs in each state. Most expensive in all of the nation. Montecito, California. Ooh. Ooh. This is uh, right in your neighborhood, uh, Jack. Uh, recent median sale price of just over $5 million. <laughs> it looks like a nice place. I'm looking at some pictures of it right now. I'll put that on my list. Uh, maybe move to Montecito. Any Anybody guess? I don't know if you two have seen the list. Any of you guess what Nebraska's priciest suburb was? My guess would be... I, I had a guess and I was wrong. I'm, I'm going to guess wa- uh, Blair. Blair. Elkhorn. Not Blair. Elkhorn was my guess. Not right. Oh, okay. That was my guess. That was my guess. No. Millard? No. Papillion? Papillion. Papillion was number one for Nebraska in most pricey. Median sale price in Papillion, $402,000. So wow. we're not up in that... Uh, in that six million. That's where thing. my daughter and son-in-law live. Well, aren't well, they? Yeah. Yeah. Some of the some of the. I get. Okay. I wonder if Iowa's Waukee and Kansas is Overland Park. Now I'd I've say Johns, Johnston might be in. Uh, uh, Johnston. Yep. You're right. There we go. Johnston. Look at what. Almost Can- Pioneer Hybrid. Kansas has got to be Overland Park, right? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. It could be. Uh, not Andover. Uh, there's a town just southeast of Wichita. Well, the answer is Leewood. Leewood. Oh, yes. Leewood is yes. the uh, yes, most indeed. expensive. Indian Hills Country Club. Uh, Colorado, if you're wondering. Greenwood Village. Suburb of Denver. Okay. So if you have some really pricey places to, you know, looking for a vacation house like me, I was surprised Beatrice wasn't on the list. Palm Beach, Florida okay. is another pricey one. West University Place, Texas. Rye, New York. And Brentwood, Tennessee. Oh, Brentwood, yeah. What's Missouri's? Missouri's most expensive suburb is, as I stall while I'm looking down the list. Chesterfield? Um, Chesterfield. Yep. <laughs> Got it. 55 homes in uh, sold in Chesterfield at a median sale price of $503,000. When I went to college in that area, if someone said they were from Chesterfield, I went, you've got money. <laughs> uh, Mark, guess for Minnesota. <laughs> I bet you'll get this one. Guess for Minnesota. Uh, I'd say maybe Edina. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Yay! We know some stuff. Wow, we know where we know where. <laughs> I'm so surprised it's not Overland Park in Kansas. That place looks like they paved the streets with gold there. No, you, I've got some friends that live in Leewood. Uh, the former business partner, as a matter of fact. Oh, really? Yes. Let's check that out. Yeah. All right. Number one. And some sad news over the weekend. Grammy-winning country vocalist Naomi Judd, one half of the mother-daughter duo The Judds, died Saturday. She was 76. Of course, she's the uh, mother of Winona and Ashley Judd. Uh, They posted on uh, social media, quote, Today we sisters experienced a tragedy. We lost our beautiful mother to the disease of mental illness, end quote. Yeah. Um, That's about it. I hadn't realized, but she had talked pretty candidly, both in her book and in interviews, about her battles with mental health and even kind of suicidal ideation. Um, and, and she basically had said in her memoir that after her this this final tour that they did in 2016, it got really bad. Suppressed memories of a childhood molestation had um, reemerged, 
Um, she said in, in an uh, essay for M- NBC News a couple of years ago, I never dealt with all the stuff that happened to me, so it came out sideways as depression and anxiety. Depression is partly genetic, and I have it on both sides of my family. Um, and, of course, the Judds were inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, the timing, man, it's it's really sad, but it's just a reminder that, man, this, this stuff is real. This, these mental health issues are real. They have incredible impacts. There are people struggling with it. And and to me, I'd like to hear some real policy talk on, on what we do to make sure resources are there enough, that they're available, that they're accessible for everyone, that they're effective. Uh, to me, that's an under, under-discussed thing here at this point as well. All right, we'll take a break at 7.54. That is it for your morning drive, brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on KLIN. When you... You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, I just want to repeat this again for our uh, texters. We love our texters. Uh, if you uh, if you text and we have a new system, it really doesn't mean a lot for you to change things. The only thing is if you text in now for the first time, you're going to get an automated text back that basically just... Uh, uh, thanks you and ask you for your name. But we have all the names from our old system, so if we know your name, you don't even need to bother with it. Or you if can you pick want a new to, name? if you if you this is a good chance if you are one of the texters without a nickname and you want to uh, gloss yourself essentially with a nickname, you can you can do that as well. But uh, the only other thing you might notice too is when you get a text back from us, it'll come from the individuals, come from uh, myself or Caleb or or Mark or uh, the Commander Jack or maybe Chris Lofgren or. or or whomever so that's the other thing but just a heads up uh, nothing weird is happening you're just going to get one automatic one for this new system and we'll be we'll be back to uh back to normal there but yeah take the opportunity if you would like to all right coming up during the eight o'clock hour tim aruza joins us eight days left until primary voting tuesday We'll get his thoughts on that, plus the Trump rally yesterday. And uh, Dirk Chatwin's going to join us. We'll talk Huskers and more with him at 835 on KLIN. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. I start walking your way, you start walking mine. We meet in the middle, meet that Welcome back, Helen K. Today with Jack and Friends. That music means it's time to talk with Tim Aruza about Nebraska news, politics, and beyond. Not much going on right now in that area, so what else should we talk about? No, nothing, actually. Ooh, man. 
All right. <laughs> Eight days out. To, uh, by the yeah. way, just a shout out to our listeners, or not a shout out really, but a reminder to our listeners. Uh, we're going to have wall to wall election coverage coming up Tuesday night. So, yep. uh, Commander Jack's show DTL is going to be extended uh, for an hour, and then that'll seg right into the morning show, jumping back on for the uh, for the evening show. Yes, and we LNK will, tonight. LNK. Ooh, I like that. LNK tonight. LNK after dark. <laughs> sounds, sounds like a talk show, right? Like. Uh, uh, what but, else do you think we do? Uh, here? Well, yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> but a different like kind, a right? Like, get the, like the guy on the couch. Uh, okay, yeah. Okay. We get some couches oh. in here. Jay Leno, okay, yeah. type style. So I, we James get the Jack, Zog going off the air. So the maybe, Jack Mitchell monologue at the front. Be like, good. what did the writers hey, come everybody. up with? Hey, what's the deal with grape nuts, huh? Um, I'm I'm totally here for a Jack Mitchell. No, no grapes, Jack no Jack Mitchell like stand up. We gotta call open. it gravel monologue. Open. Let's do it. Uh, so Commander Jack, I'll tune in for that. We'll go until seven, and then LNK tonight shows up. After that, uh, first hour polls will uh, close at eight. Results first results at eight, and we'll hang on. I don't know, Caleb. We may just be staying overnight that night. Yeah, okay. It's got a close. Get the air mattress. Some close races. You'll never see. You'll never know. You'll never know. Day those, until it's called. Yeah. Those. Uh, oh, and, and of course, I'm talking about the county board races when I say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, well, Trump was here yesterday. Yeah. Well, in Greenwood, Nebraska. In Nebraska, I say here. We're a statewide yeah. sort of station. Yeah. I mean, you can reach us anyway. Get us anywhere online. Uh, so Trump. Trump was there. Uh, Herbster uh, was. You know, again, I was saying this on the on the earlier. I thought the most kind of the most notable part yesterday was Herbster having that those eyes on him and the media on him for kind of a a stump speech in a way that he hadn't before, and. You know, I think it showed why he's a he's a candidate that you know at times was considered the the favorite. Um, he he does have the ability to to communicate and be on message very much so for his base, and you saw that yesterday. I thought um, I thought that was again not in evaluating the policy part of it, but from a, a political standpoint, I thought that was. You know, one of the one of the higher points of his campaign. yeah, uh, making no comment at all on the content of what he's saying. The guy's a good orator, right? He's he's got a delivery. He's very personable. You get into a one on one or a small yeah. room meeting, he's he's pretty well spoken and he's you know somewhat charismatic in terms of how he he interacts with people. Um, you see that on stage. He's a he's a decent performer, right? Um, as compared to other candidates or some that you've seen I mean, in the past, like some candidates have kind of that. Per presence on stage, that charisma. Some don't. He definitely is is one that can speak well. Um, kind of has has decent pace and tone for how he's doing that. Knows and how he, to get to the red meat. People can pay attention to him. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. And, and uh, elephant in the room is that's uh, evidently. I don't know if that's something that uh, Pillen or his team isn't as comfortable with for him or what, but that's kind of the comparison. I mean, that's one of the things that. It's not necessarily, I don't know, that's something you cast your vote on, but that's something that sort of separates the, the two of them. Yeah, I mean, you, you definitely, you contrast a performer like Herbster with, you know, um, Jim Pillen, hadn't really participated in debates. Uh, I know he participated in some, like, forum discussions back before Christmas, so, yeah. I mean, we've seen him publicly um, on TV or in front of a crowd. Um, also seen, you know, I've had, I've had the opportunity to meet all of the candidates kind of in smaller group settings. Uh, they're all very personable when they're one-on-one, right? But I 
mm-hmm. feel like there's a difference there too. Yeah. Uh, there's a difference between kind of who you are in front of a crowd and how you perform and how you handle yourself uh, and how you do like one-on-one talking with somebody, asking right. questions and having a conversation. Um, and and I think I think all of them are very good in that one-on-one or that small group setting. That's really hard though to to get that message out right to the voters. Um, and I think that's kind of where you see the styles differ, right? The, as, as compared to our rally type yesterday or going to the debates, Jim Pillen's kind of taking the approach where he's going to meet voters in smaller groups and, and avoid those kind of larger crowd show type things. Yeah. Um, all of them though are on TV. That's true. <laughs> and we're sitting here watching commercials this morning that's that are coming true. up on. I, we're trying to figure out how we're going to uh, plan double the content for next Wednesday on this radio program. <laughs> uh, uh, so, so one of the reasons, obviously, the big reason you 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 know you get the Trump rally if you're Herbster is to get the endorsement. But I think a, a part of it too is to get him as a little bit of a, a use of words of art here, but as kind of a hitman, as a political hitman, go after you know that's what Trump does goes after people. He did not go after Herbster's opponents or their most vocal supporters yesterday that i noticed is that and and of course i'm especially talking about pete ricketts and and pillin himself and to a lesser degree lindstrom were you surprised by by that uh i didn't i i i'll be honest i expected the president to be a little bit more direct about that only because the herbster team has been right so i mean he yeah. and they played they played the the ad yesterday but it, it runs on the radio and it's running on tv and stuff too but the ad that is that you know uh with the the jenga tower or whatever right that that criticizes um pillin yeah. and pete ricketts for kind of the onslaught of allegations that have come forward and so and they played that ad at the rally yesterday while people were waiting around or maybe before herbster spoke or something like that i don't remember um the timing of all that but i i, I do know that it was played um i am surprised kind of that the president did not go there right um but maybe too that's a reflection of the fact that you know I know I know Governor Ricketts has been clear that him and the president have a good relationship and have worked together on stuff. Um, maybe that's maybe it's an indication of sort of the relationship there. Uh, they both you know rewind to the president's announcement of the endorsement. Governor Ricketts came out very clearly and 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 said that he thinks that the president's wrong. The president also referenced Governor Ricketts in his endorsement. I don't know if you remember this, but in the statement that he put out, I think there was like a parenthetical about, and he's been a good governor too or something. So never has, even in that statement endorsing Charles Herbster, when the governor was, hadn't endorsed Pillen yet, but was very clearly, obviously supporting him, uh, mentions Ricketts and his, Pretty complimentary of him. So there must be a decent relationship between Pete Ricketts and President Trump to keep him from going there. Because here's the other thing, too. He, he wasn't critical of Pillen, but he was he did go after the accusers. Right. He did go after kind of um, the the women that have come forward. He, he said he, he said they were making it up. Right. Um, and mm-hmm. that this is all some sort of ruse. And so he, he kind of did go on the offensive attacking there yeah. um, very directly uh, without sort of going after who Herbster has been critical of in Governor Pete Ricketts and Jim Pillen. Like, I just wonder, is there like an ongoing negotiation throughout this entire thing between the Ricketts camp and the Trump <laughs> camp <laughs> about how far he can go, but not, you know, uh, because it, it, 
I mean, listen, you get on, you get on, it doesn't take much to get on Trump's bad side and then just go from yeah, a good yeah. buddy to, I mean, ask Bill Barr. Ask, I mean, ask our congressional a, delegation ask, got, got thrown out of the Ben Sass. Ben Sass and John, I bet Don, Don Bacon, Bacon was sitting bull. watching that thing. He was like, really? <laughs> Don, Don Bacon's just kind of chilling in Omaha and gets thrown <laughs> under the bus yesterday. So. Holy cow! <laughs> I did. I would that one. I mean, the sass thing didn't surprise me at all. But the bacon one, I was like, oh, I mean, the the sass one surprises me. I don't Why? know because what's the, he voted to impeach him? What how, do you think? Ben Sass, you know, okay, Ben Sass is having a rough day because here's the deal: he's been totally quiet in Nebraska politics for since being reelected. He's, I mean, he's 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 here. He's serving in D.C. He's been involved in um, the Supreme Court nominations yeah. and all those things on the Judiciary Committee. He's made some splashes in Washington. People have not been as critical. I haven't heard anybody criticize Ben Sass since the election campaign. Right? All of a sudden, Trump just brings it up of, out of the blue. There's not a lot of buzz about it, is right? What and and there's there's nothing like relevant recently that he's done or said that's kind of put him front and center and. And here comes, you know, the president. <laughs> Caleb, it's been like at least history. a year since Sass has randomly called in this radio show. Uh, at least. Yeah. yeah since since, he, since he we've used, got something from Ben and Fremont. A, he used to do a, on a somewhat somewhat regular he did a lot. He did a lot during football season. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's awkward, really, awkward pause. He, well, he I was like, eh, he hasn't really said anything. <laughs> but you have to imagine that there were other Republicans that were maybe thinking they weren't on like the good side of some people that were listening to that. Like, am I about to catch a stray right now? Is just he going to just randomly say something about me? <laughs> Look, my my favorite quote at all from yesterday's rally and uh, of all of it is whoever Don Bacon's primary yes! opponent is. <laughs> <laughs> good luck, Mark. He's a great guy. He's great in Congress. Didn't yeah. he say Steve? It was like, it's a Steve, right? And he's like, you know what? Vote for him. I don't know. It was, that's just, I mean. <laughs> well, then he mixed. He also said. Mixed. It was, that was, it was interesting and a, it was a strange, kind of a strange Sunday for the congressional delegation that di- didn't, I don't think they really thought they were at all, all right. in the crosshairs, right? <laughs> yesterday. Right. They didn't think they'd even be a topic of conversation. And Ben Sass gets <laughs> talked about, riffed on, and then Don Bacon just gets <laughs> slammed. So, uh, the intro, it's just a, it's a Donald Trump rally, right? Um, that's how it goes. Do you see he mixed up the uh, name of the person he's endorsing and not endorsing in Ohio? He called J.D. Vance J.D. I saw, Mandel. I saw some national folks tweeting about yeah, that. That was, it, that was it from Greenwood. I don't know. I have not followed that race at all. I kind of know I haven't either. I just name, but I was when he said it, I was like, wait, I've heard both of those names, but not as one person. Anyway. Uh, yeah, this is an interesting question. John just texted and he said, if Herbster gets elected, how does Tim think he would be with a legislature? Could he get things done or just be an outcast with little support? It is interesting because they had uh, Senator Erdman came up and spoke at the beginning of the thing and he mentioned the senators who are supporting Herbster and it's yeah. a pretty small group. Yeah, I mean, rewind a month or a month and a half ago, um, Herbster held a rally or an announcement when he um, announced his uh, the endorsements that he was receiving. Um, they, they had a whole parade of senators out there. So, you know, Tom Brewer, uh, Tom Breezy, uh, Senator Erdman was out there. I'm trying to think who else was was kind of standing in the rotunda along with him. But there's a there are a handful of senators that uh, Steve Halloran. Um, they've done commercials with those guys that have endorsed them. All of them are going to be back and will be in the body serving um, as under a, a Herbster administration. 
The only thing I would say, too, though, is on the flip side, you have a ton of senators. All the female senators signed uh, a letter saying that they don't think he's qualified to serve and shouldn't. And then a, a small group of senators are also raising money um, to help the victims in a, in a very public way. There's going to be some... There's going to be some friction, I think, between the legislature, certain members of the legislature, yeah. and and this guy. Uh, and then that doesn't even if, talk if about wins. what would happen in the summer if he wins, and who yeah. else is in the yes. race, and there's names out there, and are they changing the independent, and lots of questions there. I'll leave you with this final tweet from uh, Chris Dunker during the rally yesterday. Just paint a picture in your head. Lieutenant Governor Mike Foley is sitting behind Herbster getting into the YMCA by the village people. No further comment. Thanks, Tim. It's 824 on KLIN. Want today's top news stories? Top Husker stories? You can get them sent straight to your inbox every afternoon. Just sign up for the daily for free at KLIN.com. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Brittany Foster. He's a five-time Nebraska Sports Writer of the Year. He asks the tough questions. But most importantly, he occasionally retweets Jack Mitchell. It's the Omaha World Herald's Dirk Chatelain. All right, welcome in to Dirk. Dirk, I uh, I saw on Twitter you forgot the snacks at the oh, uh, yeah. the kids' baseball game yesterday. I guess what happened? There's people are talking about it all. It's 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 in Lincoln now. Um, people are hearing about this. I guess well, how how could you? I guess is the the question yeah, I have. In in my defense, I was the first guy on the snack schedule for the year. So, you know, first game the head coach worse. did it. I know. Tell me about it. But but second game, I, I go first on the snack schedule. You know, I'm I'm first up, and um, my my wife tends to you know, make excuses like, oh, I didn't get the email or whatever. And so, you know, I tend to be in charge of the sports things. Right. Um, and, and man, it, I sat there just bored out of my mind for like an hour and a half watching first graders try to hit a baseball. And then the light bulb clicked on, like, as they were going into the dugout at the end. And I, it was, I mean, Jack, this, I might as well have had to walk naked down the highway. I mean, it was it was that level of shame. All those um, all those faces of those young children coming out after giving their all and expecting some goldfish or or perhaps a fun sized Milky Way. And uh, Jack, worse worse the parents' faces. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, that that was the real shame. So uh, I went up to to the person in charge who I won't name, and I said something to the effect of, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe it! I forgot the snack." And her response was, "Well, 
I'm not going to tell him. <laughs> it was like, wow, that was serious passive aggressiveness there. So you, uh, you, you have to deliver the news personally to the children yes. you've just disappointed. Incredibly. Yes. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm in a bad spot, Jack. I, I I'm I'm thinking back to my days at the uh, in the Lincoln. Uh, YMCA, uh, T-ball, whatever leagues that it was. And man, it was a, for us, it was a cooler, a pop. And it's for some reason, the parents, I don't know if they were trying to save money, but they always went with like the Shasta or the grocery store brand pop. Uh, but that was a special moment. I'm just trying to think of the disappointment I would have had as a child in 1986 had, had, uh, my own father done that. It's just, it's hard to even fathom. Jack, my, my, my issue is, Basically, their entire lives are, are just one long string of snacks. So, like, <laughs> you know, like, like, do we really need to do it on Sunday afternoon at 2.30? Like, you know, when, when they've just had probably a donut at church and, you know, they're going to have a box of runt, you know, watching the, the Sunday night movie. Like, wh- why do we have to do this every three hours of the day? I think we've talked about this before, but our generation of kids, yes, they have a constant flow of snacks. Also, the most hydrated generation in history, <laughs> because uh, like my my kid, my daughter especially, got, takes a water bottle everywhere. I'm like, I don't, I I don't take a water bottle. If I were running the half marathon yesterday, I wouldn't have brought a water bottle with me. But they are always hydrated, so I don't know if that yeah, counterbalances well, the snacks or what. Well, it's uh. I don't know. It's it's this thing where they always ask for treats, and it's my my constant rebuttal is your whole life is a treat. So uh, <laughs> if that doesn't it's sound like true. an old if that doesn't sound like an old man parent, I don't know what does. you know. And while while when you talk about generational things like this, and you you know, this happens with every generation, but like. Whose fault is it <laughs> when when generate when younger generations when we did stupid stuff or annoying stuff to our parents and now our kids are doing those same things? Like I guess that's on us, isn't it? I yeah, suppose nothing, nothing makes you feel older. I mean, well, I'm sure there's a few things like clicking ankles when you try to walk and stuff like that. But but a few things make you feel older than when you detect a personality characteristic that you used on your parents in one of your own children where it's like, Oh my God, I did that 30 years ago. Uh, and man, I'm just, I'm seeing that stuff all the time now. The, I am. Yeah, see, this is the thing. Another, another sign of this. I can't. And, and I know people who have kids, my kids age probably go through this too, but the level of room uncleanliness which I, I was horrendous at as a, as a teenager. I mean, I was it was a disaster. It looks the same as my son. But now it's just like I can't fathom how you would let it get to that. Uh, and I don't know when that clicked in me that that's not tolerable to me now, but it absolutely was then. Yeah, well, it, it's, uh, you know, there, there's just certain things, Jack. Like Your you perspective know, changes. I, yes. Mm-hmm. It, it's, I feel like uh, at some point the, the cycle has to swing back the other way. The pendulum has to go the other way. Uh, you know, maybe there needs to be a dust bowl or something like that to sort of reset expectations. <laughs> but uh, at, at this point, we're we're sort of cycling out of control as as a disciplined society. All right. On that note. Uh... <laughs> on that note, Jack uh, uh, nil and transfers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh... Okay. Hey, so you went, to a ba- you went to a baseball game yesterday. Oh my gosh! Know? I've been to. I went to one. This is the first baseball game I went this year, and. 
it was it, it, they put together the perfect game for me, and I now believe this to be true. Nebraska men's sports, and people will come at me and say, well, Jack, well, you got to watch softball. I know, I am watching, I'm aware of the softball, but Nebraska men's sports have done this thing now for about five years where it, it'll, it'll be largely, largely disappointing, a little below average, not good, a disappointing season. And then the the world will try and repay you for all of that uh, disappointment within a yeah. period of about ha- a half hour. It was the Northwestern football game, right, last year. It was the Penn State basketball game, and really the games after it as well this year. And then it was the Iowa baseball game. And you just got to make sure you're at that one game where that happens every year. <laughs> that that's that's the thing. You, and I picked right. I, I got to tell you, I picked right. I went to the first game, uh, three home runs. Uh, Anglem hits three home runs in the first three innings of the game. Never had hit one in his career before. I mean, that's all you need to know. That's yeah, all you that's, need to know. That's pretty insane. I feel like we need to probably make a movie about that. <laughs> it was crazy. And then I left, and they lost the second game. So <laughs> that's how it went. Uh, I, Caleb and I, we had a we had a uh, lunch, not to brag, the other day with Trev Alberts where he spoke, uh, and, and we introduced him. And wait, I, wait, wait, wait a second. So you didn't have lunch with Trev Alberts. I did. You, you were at a lunch. With Trev, Trev Alberts sat at the table with me, and he actually got me some water. Because Trev he saw was it. at our lunch. Trev, is what Trev it was. was at our lunch, is how you would say it, Dirk. If okay, you want to be okay. very specific about it, but he talked about nil uh, a little bit, which I know he's done before. But I heard, like, it really set in with me for the first time. Just how completely, this is not a critique of Trev either, just how completely clueless the leadership in college athletics is right now about what's coming next. I mean, and and he was being honest uh, about that whole thing, but I'll tell you what, it was not like, it was not like reassuring like, hey, this is how the next few years are going to look. This is how this is going to change. It was like, we legit have no idea. And basically everything is on the table for the next few years. That was the first time that it was like really jarring to me that this could could really change. And then the next like the two weeks since he said that, it's kind of been borne out with a lot of things that are happening. Um, do you get that sense too? Yeah. I mean, Jack, it, it's it's the equivalent of, you know, if if the law enforcement infrastructure in in America just decided, well, everybody's on their own. We're not going to do anything. Uh, you know, try to take try to take care of matters where you see them and do the right thing. Uh, I mean, the NCAA has just completely said we we got nothing. Sorry, <laughs> we got nothing. Uh, and so everybody's gone into this ask forgiveness, not permission way of doing things. Uh, and it's led to, you know, to, to some, just some crazy things. I mean, you know, uh, present players on a basketball program who see a, uh, a new transfer walk in and earn half a million dollars and respond with, well, I'm going to leave and go somewhere else unless you give me the same deal. Uh, things that, you know, might've happened under the table to some degree at some point in the past, but certainly not to the level that they are right now. And so if you are not completely pushing the envelope, uh, if you don't have an administration that's, that's willing to embrace this stuff, uh, you're going to get left behind. And, and so I think, you know, it just feels, it just feels gross. I mean, even the, even the stuff where you win, you feel gross. Like, yeah. you know, like getting the, the transfer from, from TCU Mathis, uh, you know, on Saturday. I mean, that's, that's great, and Nebraska needs a pass rusher. God knows Nebraska needs a pass rusher. 
but but geez, you know, it's it just doesn't it doesn't feel the way that it might have ten years ago had Nebraska pulled in a transfer recruit. So uh, right, it's I keep coming back to this ask ask forgiveness, not permission. Uh, way of doing things where everybody's just kind of waiting for the NCA to do something, and the NCA is like, "Sorry, we got nothing." And 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 meanwhile, as Trev told us, you know, they're waiting on what Congress does if they get kind of a baseball-like antitrust exemption for the NCAA that allows some more regulation. There's court, there's there's lawsuits that are pending right now that could go completely the other way then and make. Uh, players legally employees and that's got a whole set of consequences that goes along with it now and it's it's all been uh, i mean this is what happens when there's a vacuum and there's some are going to say well you know we always knew this is what nil was going to lead to and it's happening quickly exactly like we we thought it was do you think there is a way though that had I don't know, the NCAA, or or I'm not sure what structure or who even does this, but is NIL regulatable to make it something that is more widely palatable than what we're seeing right now, oh, and I, it just wasn't done? So. Yeah, think so? I think so. Um, I mean, it's it's operating at a level right now that is that's as, as close to lawlessness as you can get in college athletics, and, and I think you know, I'm not trying to be an old man here uh, yelling at the cloud because I, I really do believe and have believed for a long time that 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 the athletes have gotten left out and and you know that that's that's wrong. Uh, but but the uh, again the the powers that be, the conferences, and, and more specifically the NCAA, uh, their inability to to really to get on the same page with with its member schools uh, and its member conferences has just left everybody up to figure it out on their own. And I think it's been a huge detriment uh, to everybody, you know, involved. And, and, you know, I mean, if, if they're not careful, Jack, they're going to risk losing, you know, they really are going li- to risk uh, a rupture in, in the organization that, and maybe that's inevitable anyway, but it's, you know, it's going to cost them their cash cow, their NCAA basketball tournament. If they're not careful. So, uh, I think Jeez. I think the very the very existence of the NCA I I think is really at stake right now. Yeah, but can this bell even be un unrung at this point? I mean, how much can you scale back? Is that possible? Do you think still? Is it too late? <laughs> well, I mean, it, Jack, it's so bad. I mean, it's so out of control that when people are looking at Congress to solve the problem, <laughs> you know, it's like really. I mean, this, yeah. this is where we are. Uh, I think more likely it has to be some, you know, it, it has to be some level of cooperation from, uh, you know, not only, not only, uh, you know, the, the conferences and, and administrators, but also people looking out, you know, for the athletes. Uh, and there has to be some sort of agreement, almost a collective bargaining uh, situation where, where everybody sort of comes together and, yeah. and tries to create some common, you know, some common terms where it's the same from school to school and conference to conference. Again, it's nobody is, is, is restricting any action right now. Uh, and you know, even in, even in the most lawless, uh, societies of sports, there's, there's some level of, you know, of, uh, I guess, governance and, and the NCA has just completely yeah. dropped the ball. But is there enough common interest? I mean, are there, is there enough common well, ends among yeah. the variety of schools that would be bound by this? Is that's, the question. that's the hard part, right? Because it's, it's sort of like trying to legislate, you know, on a more local level. It's, it's like trying to, uh, legislate, you know, 
um, you know, high school sports in the panhandle uh, and, and high school sports in Metro Omaha mm-hmm. and saying, you know, this is what we're going to have. We're going to have a rule for summer basketball out here and a rule for summer basketball here. Uh, and they're just, they're not, there's not enough commonality there to make a rule make sense. And I think that's the, that's one of the huge problems with the NCAA right now is, you know, you're trying to make rules for Alabama football and for Kent state football. Um, and, and that's, I don't think you're ever going to find a, a solution that, you know, that makes sense for everybody. It's it's kind of like the state of Nebraska just all of a sudden didn't have a constitution and they had to start, start up and draw up a new one right now. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's from- basically true, Jack. I mean, it's, it's crazy to think that this is where it is and you can blame NIL and you know, the transfer society and all that. But, but I think the problem really goes back to the NCAA, you know, not recognizing that, that this stuff was coming. I mean, they let, they let revenues get, get out of control. Uh, and, and, you know, all the while they're, they're making sure Eric, Eric Crouch can't go get a free lunch with a booster. I mean, it's just, um, this thing, this train was coming down the tracks for a long time. Yeah. And then there's things, and, and and then there's things too on the other, like uh, Kayla, Kayla Caffey from the Nebraska volleyball team was waiting like through an entire spring season, trying to find out if she was going to get a year of eligibility. Like this isn't a rocket science determination. This should be a half hour of reading and you make this, but th- these students are waiting for months on end. All of those things combined together. It's just the things that you were saying too. It, yeah, it just, it, it's a, it's an organization that just doesn't make sense sometimes. Well, and Jack, and, 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 you know, at some point, you know, if, if we're sticking with the theme here, at some point, Nebraska just sends her out there to play. And you know, <laughs> if the NCAA isn't going to do anything to stop her, so so well, we're going to play her, and we're just going to we're going to assume that uh that you're not going to. What are you doing with nil? Yeah, yeah. It's it's like again, ask ask for forgiveness, not permission. Right. Shoot, bring back uh, shoot, bring back JoJo Doman if it doesn't work with the Colts. Get him back on the field next year. Think about that. Uh, yeah, Michaela Fecky would would you know <laughs> still be really good on the outside. <laughs> I think. We just... Wait, sorry, we got Jordan Larson and Fecky, <laughs> and they're all they're they're all. Oh God, that's Wangarantis music. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Ross is a big Wangarantis fan. Well, you know, I read this SI piece uh, where uh, Jack Swarbrick, Notre Dame AD, basically said one of the scenarios he sees is that essentially, at least for football, they become a, 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 basically a, an affiliated team with universities, but not student athletes, essentially. Yeah. Um, like licensed affiliated teams. Like, like if the, like if the, uh, I guess the, the, the KLIN or if the broadcast house thing had a, had a softball team, but we could have anybody in the community be honored if we wanted to. Yeah. Something like yeah. that. I mean, that's the, you know, back in the 1950s, Bob Boozer, uh, worked for, you know, he competed in AAU athletics for the Peoria Caterpillars. I mean, it's like, uh, we're, we, we might go back in time here and, and sort of rewrite history from 50, 60 years ago. Yeah. That's crazy. All right. Well, with that, uh, you know, sort of dark shadow we've just caused, <laughs> ca- put on the future of college basketball uh, and college football, I guess we'll call it good then. Yeah. Hey, Jack, what, you know, in the midst of these deep thoughts, it's totally understandable uh, how someone of my sophistication might might drop the ball. On That's that. right. Hey, I mean, kids. Hey, kids. I was contemplating the different directions policy-wise that the NCAA could still take to save what's happened uh, due to the uh, not very good rollout of NIL. And that's why you've got <laughs> that's why you've got no mini packages of fruit snacks. 
That's right. I'm uh, I, I'm gonna find the biggest candy bars possible. I mean, this is gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna find a way to make this right yeah. next week, even if I have to double the size. You kids like Toblerone? <laughs> <laughs> hey kids, it's sushi. Very high end. <laughs> All right, Dirk. Have a good one. We'll talk to you later. Dirk Challen of the Omaha World Herald. It's 8.54 on LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com to get today's top local and Husker news sent straight to your email. Brady Foster. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome back. Hey, just another reminder if you're a texter, uh, you're g- going to see just a new, if you text us again, you can just check in and do it right now if you'd like to. Get an automatic reply that asks you for your name. It's because we have a new text service. If you've already given us your name or don't want to, you don't have to. Um, but if you also No, wanna, you do. You have to. You don't That's have to. That's the but, terms and conditions. But it's more fun if you do. And also, if you don't have a nickname, because I'm just looking at our list. We have like eight people named Adam that text us. It's time to separate yourselves, Adams. Right? You give yourself a new nickname. Are you the Adam? Yeah, you're right. So we need, especially those of you with common names out there, you can kind of become a character on the show. You can make yourself sort of like a, it can be a fake name. We don't have a problem with fake names here. We have a (laughs) well-established policy of being just fine with fake names. Well, Steven uh, put a claim on OG Steven. Steven is now OG Steven. Good. Well, one of the Stevens is anyway. (laughs) Right, right, right. Uh, Yeah. Claim the OG for your name if you haven't yet. So anyway, I have some fun with that, but I just wanted to (laughs) mention that it's nothing new or weird or messy. But you also now can get individualized uh, responses from me or Caleb or or Mark or Chris or Commander or or whomever. So that's something that you'll see. Whoever else works here. I I I just mainly want to say thanks to the Texas. You guys are great. You're the best. You drive the show. We'll see you tomorrow. Nine o'clock. KLI and Lincoln.